Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Football Sunday is brought to you by New England Recovery Center in Westboro and by Kubota Tractor and the New England Kubota Tractor Dealers. Time now for WEEI Football Sunday with Andy Gresh, Christian Arcane, and Mike Cadlick. Now, WEEI Football Sunday. We will be joined by Tom Kern in mere moments this hour of WEEI Football Sundays, brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market. Shaw's perfecting the art of fresh. They are at halftime right now where the Ravens have an 18-3 lead on the Titans. So the Titans in fielding a kick late in the first half, uh, they uh, butterball it. It ends up hitting the ground. The uh, Ravens end up recovering and getting a cheapo field goal at the end of the first half for Justin Tucker, who has kicked four field goals through in an 18-3 game. Another field goal Mm. kicking contest. Don't tell me kickers don't matter. (laughs) Bill Belichick's favorite thing in the world, very much so. Special and teams. the and the uh, and the Ravens. Still, Nick Folk, by the way, is still perfect on the season. That is true. <laughs> he kicked and, one uh, in the uh, first quarter. Uh, yeah, ten that, for ten. I think. Hence the uh, the three for the Titans on the eighteen mm-hmm. and three uh, score. But we'll see what the uh, Titans have in the uh, in the second half. And uh, this slate of games really leaves a lot to be desired today. Uh, like you got the 49ers at the Browns, but you know you've you've got Deshaun Watson that's hurt, and uh, got an XFL quarterback. I mean, really, right? Uh, well, at, at least the uh, at least the head coach of the Browns didn't you know tell his team uh, 20 minutes before kickoff like yeah, last right. week that oh yeah, by the way, our best player, the guy Done we traded three, yeah, he's not playing today. Here's uh, this guy jumping in, joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline to talk about everything Patriots, Raiders, and everything in the NFL is our friend Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston with Gresham Arcane and Catholic on WEEI Football Sunday. Good morning, Tom E. Hello, boys. How are you? We're all right. Uh, How do you view the circumstances, the possibilities, the everything in total in the Malik Cunningham situation? He's elevated, three-year deal, is he the future quarterback? Is this about him playing wide receiver? How do you view this whole thing, Tommy? I'm sure that it has a measure of both. I would say, as we sit here today, to project, what would it first be? Probably kind of a throw it back to 1997, a Cordell Stewart-type slash role. Figure out which role he's better at, give him a small package of offensive plays, and see if he can execute those. He certainly showed enough in the preseason. And certainly showed enough in training camp where you can say, all right, these are these are situations where we could bring Malik Cunningham into the game and have him run 
read option, have them run quarterback bras, or have them throw off of different packages. Might be with Mac even on the field. Have Mac under center, and if you've had Malik Cunningham working at wide receiver enough, you could do a motion situation where you put Mac outside, and you put Malik Cunningham under center, and the defense doesn't have an opportunity to react. So you do want to get some you know, wide receiver reps for Malik Cunningham, too, if a slash proposition is in the cards. But I think anyone who's sitting there today and goes, wow, if Mac sucks, it might be Malik Cunningham for three quarters, is mistaken. Let's just go with mistaken. Okay, well, if that's the case, then what does the succession plan look like? Which speculation all week about Mac and what kind of leash he's going to have. Rap Sheet wrote about it today, Tommy. So in the event that things do go south, what is that sort of plan? What's plan B going to be? <laughs> I love the Rap Sheet thing. It's the guy who told us two weeks ago the Ezekiel Elliott is going to get started reps. <laughs> no, I love it. No shoot, no shoot he's on a short leash. Everybody knew that last week. He's been on a short leash the last two weeks. He's out of the game the past two weeks. He can't turn it over. You can't be the guy who specifically is holding the shovel as the 15, you know, minute swoon begins. If the Patriots are down 14 to nothing and the Patriots have gone three and out on multiple possessions because open receivers were overshot, sacks were taken, or turnovers were committed, then expect the Patriots to say, okay, it's enough. We gave him two chances to strike three. He's out. So, to me, that's what it would look like. A succession plan, you bring in Bailey Zappi. I can't imagine that you're going to bring in Malik Cunningham and ask him to play 40 minutes of football throwing the ball. What I just a- cannot imagine that that would be a reasonable idea. What about a guy like Will Greer, Tom, who you know has only been here for, I say, I think like three weeks now. Um, rumor has it that he's been getting a little bit more of a chance to run the offense in practice, apparently learning it quickly. Um, do you see them having three quarterbacks active today? And if so, uh, would they ever give Will Greer a chance to run this thing? Yeah, I, I think, in, you know what, any port in the storm, Michael, and they are they would certainly be in the storm and on their way to another loss and on their way to one and five with two good teams coming. So right now, I mean, if you're into Will Greer, Malik Cunningham, or Bailey Zappi, the ship be sinking. Mm-hmm. And you're not you're not trying to win the game anymore, so it's whatever works. But it, I'm I'm interested to see what happens. I think every single Patriots fan or person who's listening to this would say to themselves, "Well, I'd, I'd prefer to see Mac Jones play okay, so that the team is interesting for a three hour period today, and the game is competitive." But I still think there's some curiosity. But we all know that whether it be Malik Cunningham or Bailey Zappi, or Will Greer, or Ian Book, or Matt Corral, or Trace McSorley, or anybody else who's wandered in and out of the Gillette Stadium offices and quarterback room this year, behind Mac Jones, there's no long-term answer. Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston with us here on WEEI Football Sunday. Uh, How much stock, if any, or a lot, do you put into – the comments from someone close to Mac Jones about what he is working with. Nothing. I don't. I mean, I've been covering the teams for a long time. There's always somebody who's willing to say something who's close to uh, the quarterback who may indicate what the player um, intimates when they're frustrated, whether it be Giselle on her way to the elevator after Super Bowl 46 that Tom can't throw the ball and catch the ball, or whether it be, you know, times Mr. Brady said that the player felt vindicated. Tom felt vindicated by 
the way things had gone for him in Tampa Bay. We can always talk to people close to, but they're they're not what the player is saying. I mean, I don't care. It's just nobody is saying anything, whether it be people within this um, organization or in the building or in the family that we don't all already friggin' know. Yeah, Ian, he's on a short leash. Yeah, people are losing faith in Mac. Yes, I mean, we all know this. We all know that the guys around him are kind of garbage to an extent at different junctures. And then Mac himself, also garbage. And I think all of the players would tell you that themselves. It's, I, I can't, I just don't get that far into it because it's seventh grade-ish, I think, at, the, at that point. What's the solution? What's the problem? How do they get out of it? Do they fire Bill? That's the stuff I find more interesting is, you know, is Bill Belichick the solution? Who cares about the players that he's brought in that are failing left and right? Is the guy, is the root problem going to be able to survive and weather this and have uh, any kind of a remedy going forward? Or has his touch, such as it was, gone completely? A couple of years ago, I said, you know, Bill should divest himself of all offensive playmaking, well, excuse me, all offensive personnel decision-making. And I got harpooned, lampooned, and raked over the coals for that. And there's absolutely nothing in the past few years since I've said that that would disabuse me of that, and I've only got more evidence of it. He is a horrendous personnel man when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. He looks at a good player and says, not so good. He finds a bad player and brings him on. Uh, could a bad enough loss this evening, could that be the first step for Bill Belichick? Could it be the last step for Bill Belichick? The first step for what? The first step towards him not being the coach anymore this year. Oh, I think those steps are long since taken when Robert Kraft is saying that we need to win playoff games. It's been three years. I'm impatient. Um, the steps were taken when Robert Kraft said uh, it was a mistake what we did last year. So all those steps have already been taken. They're just marching now. I don't think that there would be an in-season move made, but in order to halt the march, in order to halt this very, you know, simple and obvious walk toward a divorce, the team has to start winning and starting over is not going to do it because starting over doesn't give you a right tackle, doesn't give you wide receivers, doesn't give you the protection necessary. You can say you're starting over, but starting over with what? Because of what? So, yeah, it's he's not going to get fired during the season. But I Why think, not? Why? I was just going to follow up. Why no in-season move if it gets this bad? Too many the whole ecosystem around him is too joined to him. It's family ties. You, know, you fire him and he doesn't want to go. I think, Christian, then you're humiliating him. And his sons might react negatively. Mayo might react negatively. Matt Groh might react negatively. You've got to finish the season because the whole ecosystem is built. It's not like removing Ron Rivera and putting Eric the enemy in charge, for instance, if you were the commander's. Or Matt Eberflus, you know, just you can interchange that. You can't interchange with Bill Belichick because the entire organization, football-wise, is Bill. That's my that's my opinion as to why it would be impossible to move on from him, or even not impossible, but 
a negative, diminishing returns. Come on, Tom. Don't you want to see everyone's reaction to <laughs> get rid of Bill? Here's your interim head coach, Steve Belichick, and watch <laughs> everyone run with their hair on fire. You know, I honestly do. Like, having spoken to Steve a few times, I feel bad for a guy like him because this is, if you asked him 10 years ago and I spoke to him, like, at length a few times, he would have said, yeah, it's probably going to and the same way in New England that it happened for Cleveland, because that really <laughs> left a mark on young Steve. You know, he he was he's distrustful of the media. He understands how finicky we are. He understands how we can turn. And um, I bet that as a young cynic, he'd say, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all that it's going like this for my dad now. So let's flip it to the Raiders here, Tom. Obviously, 405 kick. They're in Vegas. Uh, playing against McDaniels, Jacoby, Jimmy. Um, you've I'm going to tee this one up for you because you've wrote about it, you've tweeted about it, about the moving on from Jacoby Myers and the uh, the addition of Juju Smith-Schuster clearly not going well. Um, how do they defend against Jacoby today? Is he going to burn them? And uh, I guess what do you make of that whole wide receiver switch situation now that we're six weeks into this season? I'm fascinated by that because this will show a little bit, and I don't even know if they have the horses, Mike, to do it, but this will show a little bit of... Bill's motivation to making sure Jacoby doesn't go for six catches, yeah. 104 yards, and two touchdowns. Does he sell out on stopping Jacoby Myers and lets Devontae Adams go for 212? I mean, that's, that will be an interesting thing to watch today. Um, you've got to prioritize Devontae Adams, obviously. Even if Bill ran that up the flagpole, I'm sure that Mayo and Steve would go, well, we've we got to do something about Devontae. But, so who gets doubled? Um, he's not an easy guy to cover. He will be having his opportunities because with the Patriots lack of pass rush that we've seen. And as you guys were mentioning, you know, Uche's a situational pass rusher and the situation certainly doesn't avail itself as, as well with, without Judon off the other side. So it really puts them in a bad spot. If you can't get there with the rush, the ball doesn't come out quicker and you're challenged already in the secondary without Gonzalez and all the other corners in disrepair. So look what Derek Carr is. You guys just said, I'm listening on my way into our pregame show. Derek Carr had a day and a half, and he was throwing to guys who didn't have anybody in the picture with them when they made the reception. And that was early in the game when crap still mattered. So I think it's a problem. As to the Jacoby in for Juju, I guess what rankles me the most is the Patriots – didn't draft wide receivers over the course of the latter half of the 2018. So like I'm, I would sit there. We would all sit there in March and say, oh, look at this guy at the Combine or February. Look at that guy. Why don't they take Sterling Shepard? How about – and we would all just line up these guys. Hey, A.J. Brown looks – what about D.K. Metcalf? And they continually either didn't take someone or when they took somebody, they took a guy like Nikhil Harry. Well, they tried to value pick like Malcolm Mitchell. God bless me, helped him win a Super Bowl, but – he came into the league with an injury issue and soon was out. So you develop a player who spends four years with you, goes from undrafted to incredibly productive relative to what he's got. Yeah, he has limitations in terms of top-end speed, but he's basically Robert Woods, in essence, who's a good player, who won Super Bowls, who was a first-round pick at one point. And you look at him and you say, no, we don't, we don't like his – ability here. We don't think his top-end ability is better. He's no Nelson Aguilar, who we just spent $11 million on. He's no Jonu Smith in terms of impact, who we just spent close to $50, $60 million on. Let's move on from him 
and find somebody else like Juju Smith-Schuster, who was good four years ago. For what? Because he was a yard better after the catch a couple years ago when he had Patrick Mahomes thrown to him. So it's just maddening because this team did used to be about value. And Jacoby Myers was paid $6 million total, total, for the past four seasons of production here. And they moved on from him because they didn't want to finally pay him like a decent number two should be paid. Uh, Tommy, quickly, bigger game for which coach today, Bill or Josh? Oh, to me, I would say, Andy, it's a good question, but in terms of legacy, in terms of direction, in terms of ramifications that will impact football history, it's a bigger game for Bill. You know, it's if Josh loses and it ends up spiraling out of control and he's fired as the head coach of the Raiders, people are like, oh, okay, that's, that wasn't really a surprise. He wasn't a great head coach with Denver and things didn't go okay. With, it's a footnote. When we look for the black box on the Patriots, if they lose 38 to 3, 34 to nothing, and as I predict, 27 to 13 today, that's these are the tipping points for the greatest coach in NFL history. So it's bigger for Bill. Tommy, thank you, friend. Catch you soon. All right, buddy. See ya. All All right. Right. There yeah. goes uh, Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston with us on the Harbor One Hotline. The Reverend has got his preview of the Patriots and the Raiders coming up next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Right back to WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. All right, good morning. Welcome into my congregation. It is the Reverend Arcand here, and it's time for the Reverend Scouting Report. Last week, we uh, prayed against the Saints. The Saints, though, uh, baptized the Patriots at uh, in Foxborough, and now... We go to the natural enemy of the Reverend, the city of sin. That's Las Vegas. And uh, we pray now for a Patriots win as the uh, team certainly could use one. They have been outscored 72-3 to over their last two games. As we take a look at this Raiders team now, it's a very familiar team. I think we can all agree. A lot of familiar faces in the front office, on the sideline, and in the locker room. Uh, let's get to the last game. So the last time 
we saw the Raiders. They were beating the Packers in Vegas. Uh, 17-13 was the final there, and it's a big Sunday for the Vegas defense, who picked Jordan Love off three times. Uh, linebacker Robert Spillane had two of them. Cornerback Amik Robertson had the other. Offensively, not an impressive showing for the Raiders. Just 208 yards from Jimmy Garoppolo, a touchdown pass, and his league-leading seventh interception. We were talking about this earlier, Gresh, about the Patriots' defense. Why aren't they uh, getting turnovers? They should get one today because Garoppolo hands them out like candy this year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo is a more polished version of Zach Wilson. He's good enough to win games, but he'll throw it to you the way Wilson does. Indeed. Also a big fan with the moms. Uh, the uh, touchdown that was moms, caught by Jacoby me? Myers. Any any female that's yeah. got blood circulating through their veins are all that's over true. Jimmy G. Absolutely. Um, that win, by the way, for the Raiders snapped a three-game losing skid. Their last win was opening night before that against the Broncos. They lost to the Bills, Steelers, and the Chargers in between. Sister Bridget, can we get to off-season changes? Thank you. This offseason for the Raiders, a transformative one. They released Derek Carr uh, to the Saints and replaced him with free agent Jimmy G, reuniting him with Josh McDaniels. Another big free agent signing, Jacoby Myers, who we've talked about at length today. We'll get to more on him in just a second. Uh, Kicked to the curb by the Patriots and whose most memorable moment of last season was that horrible lateral, which we'll also get to in just a moment. They also re-signed running back Josh Jacobs, who has been really bad this year, and uh, former another former Patriot offensive lineman Jermaine Illuminor. Aside from that, I'd say uh, that's the main offseason changes that they made in terms of free agency. We'll get to the draft in just a minute. Let's get to the previous matchups. Okay, last time the Patriots played the Raiders, it was week 15 of last season. It was the week before Christmas, and it was a game the Patriots would just assume forget. Uh, they fell into an early hole. They trailed 17-3 to at the half. Does that sound familiar, uh, yes. fellas? Yes. A 17-3 right. deficit yes. early in the game. Uh, then right. in the second half, they did something they haven't done this year, and that is fight back. Kyle Duggar took a pick six to the house. couple Nick Folk field goals. I missed that guy. And the Patriots took a 24-17 lead in the fourth. On a 34-yard, Ramondre Stevenson, another guy who I missed this year, touchdown run. The Raiders would then go on a nine-play, 81-yard drive, ending with a Derek Carr pass to Keelan Cole. 30 seconds left on the clock, and that set up the most bizarre endings to maybe any NFL game that I've ever seen. Uh, Bridget, if you would. Mac Hollins out on defense. He's all the way back. And uh, Stevenson is inside the 30, flips it back. Stanford band nowhere in sight. Oh, <laughs> it's picked off. Oh, oh no! Unbelievable! Oh wow! Incredible! Chandler Jones takes it in and wins the game for the Raiders. Have you ever seen an ending? I like have that never one? seen anything like that. I have no idea why he was doing that. Oh my goodness! That was incredible. I mean, it was an incredible ending. Never, it's crazy. Never seen anything like it. Was there on the goal line when Malcolm Butler makes the interception, (laughs) like looking at it right down the goal line, and you're thinking, "Oh my God, what an ending!" Yeah. And then there's that. Then there was that. Uh, Chandler Jones, who has had some rough times since that play, I'd say. Oh yikes! My uh, God, with him. Did you see his Instagram yesterday? He was back at it again. Was he? Yep. Uh, was he this, setting think, people's belongings on fire like he was last week? It wasn't quite that bad, but okay. there was some verbal fire being handed out, of course. And I think this matchup has really kind of got Chandler Jones betwixt and between a mm. little bit. Yeah, I would imagine. Anyway, it was a costly loss for the Patriots last year. They fell to 7-7. Seven and seven. They won just one of their remaining three games and finished 8-9. and nine. All right, let's get the players to watch. 
Best player on the field, I think, we all agree, is Devontae Adams. He is uh, 442 receiving yards this year. That ranks ninth in the NFL. He's also perpetually disgruntled. I feel like every week, no matter what happens, whether they win or they lose, there's some quote from Devontae Adams about how pissed off he is with his current situation. Yeah, he kind of forced himself out of Green Bay, matches up with his guy, Derek Carr from Fresno State, and then he leaves, and now he's pissed again. So he's, a, he's always up to something. Yeah, uh, it would appear that way. Another guy to watch would be Max Crosby, who was just a game wrecker on that uh, yep. line. Five sacks in five games for him. Impossible to block. And uh, even without Jones on the other side there, Crosby hasn't missed a beat and has been uh, just uh, crushing everybody this whole season. Well, so. the last two uh, teams that the Raiders have played have tried to run tight ends at Crosby. As an addition to, that's fine. If you're trying to block him with tight ends, that is ill-advised. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Another player to watch is Jacoby Myers, old reliable, three touchdowns this year. Him and Adams are the only two players to catch touchdown passes on the entire roster, on that whole Raiders roster. It's just those two, uh, three each. And here's what Bill Belichick had to say about Jacoby Myers and why he wasn't, or well, I guess he says that he was uh, made a priority in the offseason. Yeah, it was a priority. I mean, we talked to him. Close. Uh, relatively, yeah. But strangely, strangely. Seemed like they weren't very close. Nope. It seemed like all. it just wasn't going to happen no matter what, really. Well, priority means you get an offer. Doesn't mean you get the best offer, right. but if you're a priority, you get an offer. There's the uh, Belichick way of viewing that. <laughs> we Sa- wouldn't offer any. And we wouldn't offer people if we weren't into, if we weren't serious about him. And Myers apparently told teammates too that they didn't want him. So like again, priority, priority, throw him a uh, throw him a bone, and he doesn't like it, go somewhere else. Yeah, uh, I also like how Bill says, "Yeah, we talked to him." Yeah, like, oh, okay, good, <laughs> yeah. sorry, Bill. Didn't realize you actually spoke to him or yeah. sent a text message. They'll talk to Anwenu. <laughs> they'll <laughs> talk to he'll someone. Go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, we talked to him. Um, another guy to watch for, Josh Jacobs. Last year, by some metrics, the best running back in the entire league. I know Pro Football Focus had him right up there at the top. He's off to a brutal start this year. Similar to Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, for Jacobs, though, just two touchdowns and under three yards a carry so far this year. 2.9 yards per carry. Very low. Uh, I'd say he's due, but uh, if he's due, then the whole Patriots team is due as well. All right, let's get to the rookie spotlight. All right, the Raiders took edge rusher Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech with the seventh overall pick. Some mocks had him going up in the top three, but there was a foot injury that caused some hesitation there. Wilson's played about 41% of the snaps on defense for the Raiders, has not recorded a sack yet. In the second round, they took Notre Dame tight end Michael Meyer, who I liked in school. He hasn't done much this year. Uh, He's caught three passes uh, for 41 yards. They also took quarterback Aiden O'Connell in the fourth round. He made a start this year. It was the Raiders' loss to the Chargers, where he was 24 of 39 for 238 yards and an interception in a game that was pretty close. Uh, Raiders lost 24-17 to L.A., but uh, he kept him in the game and certainly wasn't a major, major liability. Uh, any thoughts on the rookies here for the Raiders? Uh, no, not really. At least they didn't, you know, screw it up like they did with Cleland Farrell. Cool. Yeah. Who I think has changed. He's still it. kicking. Yeah, I think he changed his name though. Did he? I'm, I'm, I don't think he goes by Cleland anymore. I want to say he like goes by what might be his given name or something. It might be. Now I could be dead wrong on that, but I know there's a, a Farrell on the uh, Raiders and along the D line, and I'm assuming it was the guy that uh, Mayock brought in. But uh, nah, Cleland Farrell is now a San Francisco 49. Oh well, there you go then. So, what's his name? So his name is Cleland. It is Cleland. <laughs> so he didn't go into witness protection. No, then. He did All right then. Well, there you go. John Carlos. Stanton used to be like yeah, Mike, Mike, right? That, right. So, yeah, that's you know, right. No, I, that I think it's really the, the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is banging away on McDaniels to get Mayer more involved in the offense. 
I find very interesting because yeah. they've also got another wide receiver that was Pro Bowl caliber in uh, Renfro who's getting nothing right now. Yeah, other rookie too. You mentioned Aiden O'Connell. He's a guy, he had a good preseason. If things keep going south for Jimmy, he keeps turning the football over. It wouldn't be shocked if they gave him a shot. Devontae Adams yet. put the stamp of approval yeah. on him very coyly this week. Oh, I really like him. Right. Because he sees the writing on the wall. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, this, if I ain't out of here, I'm going to have to play with this kid. Indeed. All right, let's get to our former Patriots. <laughs> How much time do we have left here? Because there's a lot of them on this uh, roster in the front office. All over the place. Thank you, Bridget. Uh, Josh McDaniel and all of his coaches. Here's one thing about this uh, talk. with When you when you discuss you know the coaches and what they're going to do. I remember last year, McDaniel's leaving and a lot of guys going with him. And they had a choice. They could have stayed here uh, and stayed in New England and stuck it out with Bill. And they said, no, no, no. Bo Hardigree and Mick Lombardi, which was the biggest shock, I think. The fact that Lombardi's kid would leave here and go off with uh, McDaniel's off to Vegas. A couple well, other guys, they too. They did fire Dad at one point. They so. did, but he was also, I mean, still, even today, uh, Dad is still very loyal yeah. to Bill and the Patriots. It is uh, interesting. It yeah. is. So, you know, there's a lot of that going on. Rob Ryan's part of this uh, uh, coaching staff as well. Danny Amendola's part of the yeah. uh, part of the coaching staff. A lot of guys in there with history. You got Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, Jacoby Myers, Christian Wilkerson, who you remember in the preseason, I want to say Mac's rookie year, he was getting in fights a lot, but he also, I think he caught a touchdown or two from Mac in, uh, in the preseason. He's on the roster. Brian Hoyer's on the roster. Brandon Bolden's on the roster. Jakob Johnson's on the roster. Adam Butler, backup D lineman. There are uh, expatriates all over the place on this team. And I think that is not good news for New England. I miss Jakob Johnson. I miss his functional run game. Especially, yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly right. It's like having another guard in there, for crying out loud. But, uh, yeah. No, there are a ton of Raiders. And really, that's what you do, right? Yeah. You know, if you like leave an organization, let me bring... If you remember uh, when Romeo Cronell went to Cleveland, he overpaid Willie McGinnis a ton because he felt he needed somebody in the locker room. And unless you're built the right way, it's hard to kind of recreate that. So good for Willie. He got some free money out of Cleveland towards the end of his career. But I don't know. I always feel like it's the lean on, hey, let's bring their culture with us and sign 10 guys and then get rid of five of them in the the next year. True. And I feel like it usually doesn't work out for whoever the coach is, except... When they play Bill and the Patriots, for some reason, the uh, ex-coaches who leave and go off, they get their ass kicked all up and down the schedule. Even Mangini And then they win. play the Patriots, yeah. and they beat Bill's ass. I don't know why that always happens, but it happened with uh, Patricia. It happened with Mangini. It happened with McDaniels back in Denver. happened with him again last year. And that's another part of this. Let's get to our enemy storylines. So if Vegas wins and the Chargers lose to Dallas, that puts the Raiders in second place in the AFC West. And I don't think anybody in this room Good takes this Lord. Raiders team all that seriously. But if they're second place in the West, you kind of have to at least have them in the conversation, don't you? Uh, I guess, kind of. I don't know. If the Raiders are in second place in the division, it feels like there's much more going wrong in the AFC West. <laughs> true. Yeah. Oh, that, that there division is, stinks outside right? of Kansas like, City. It, it, it's yeah. not like the, the Raiders are... Honestly, if... I, I'm starting to wonder whether there's even going to be another playoff team coming out of the AFC West at this point. It feels like the old AFC East teams from, you know, five, ten years ago where it was the Patriots at 13-3 and three and everybody else was under 500. Well, yeah. the, the other thing, too, is now you're getting those uh, those AFC games that are, you know, like uh, what was a Buffalo play Jacksonville, I think it was recently yeah. or something. But it, those are now important games early in the year because with the seven uh, with seven teams, it's, it's tiebreaker city. Right. And that's where you start to, like, you don't think of 
Miami against the Chargers to be a big game other than, oh, there could be some points in high scoring until at the end of the year somebody gets bumped out of the playoffs because of it. Well, here's the thing. The Vegas schedule coming up is very soft, including this game against the Patriots. They also have the Bears, Lions, Giants, and Jets uh, for their next four games. So, I That's mean, they could take three of those yeah. and be right right in the mix for uh, for a wild card spot, and it'd be over 500, too. Um, the uh, Raiders have also gone on a six-game stretch of scoring less than 20 points. Something tells Sounds me that will probably <laughs> change tonight. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think. It was the same thing with the Saints last week. And Belichick has never beaten Josh McDaniels, and he's never won at Allegiant Stadium. So, there you go. Uh, it seems like a lot of things are going to have to happen to break right for the Patriots. And uh, the Raiders aren't exactly a good team, but they're a team that I think is uh, on a different on, on the upswing more so than the Patriots are right now, to be sure. And there you go. That is the Reverend Scouting Report of the Las Vegas Raiders. All right. There you go, folks. Hallelujah. There you go. Hallelujah. Praise Jeebus. All that good stuff. <laughs> uh, trying to look and see... Uh all of the inactives, I can say that Tennessee has gotten it into the end zone, and uh, the safety Kyle Hamilton for the Ravens had a helmet-to-helmet hit on wide receiver Chris Moore, and Hamilton got ejected mm-hmm. from the game. Mm. So a uh, a real targeting penalty. A tough look of Moore get, trying to get up too. He was rolling around. He didn't. He didn't know where it was. Yeah, he, he I didn't can, know he was across the. Pond. He did not. They were like holding him up, yeah. and he was like wobbly. Derrick Henry ends up uh, punching it into the end zone. So now we got a little bit of a game out here in London, eighteen to three. Uh, or excuse me, eighteen to thirteen. Sorry, is where it all uh, kind of stands right now. Uh, for those of you wondering about fantasy, David and Joku is in. Uh, looking at the uh, doesn't look like anybody big from the uh, Colts. Of course, slid right in here is the Houston Astros roster. It's like what? <laughs> Wait, what? You figured that that would already be set for uh, crying out loud. We're getting these. Uh, I guess uh, Max Scherzer got put on the uh, Texas roster, so that's why oh, all I that see. is okay. uh, floating around. Uh, bad news for the Houston Texans. While we're on the yeah, subject we of got? Texas teams, no Tank Dell. He's officially inactive. He's been a big spark for them. Uh, you know, and that rookie quarterback over there. He's mm. a rookie too. Tank Dell is, but he's a guy I was really high on. Gresh, we were talking about him last week. Yep, and uh, that's a big loss, I'd say, for Houston this week against uh, New Orleans. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chase Claypool out uh, for Miami too. He's not making his debut yet. The guy they just traded for from Chicago last he's- week. Uh, what did Tyreek Hill call him? He said he looked like a vending, a vending machine. machine. Yeah. yeah, he's like a knucklehead. Is that supposed I to be mean, a compliment? I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Chase Claypool is a very inter- interesting yeah, uh, study. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, uh, Mitchell, excuse me, is in for the uh, 49ers. That's really more the the big news about there is that there's uh, somebody else to kind of uh, throw on the pile of all the good that uh, that the uh, 49ers are doing. Oh, I hate it when the Bengals do this. They'll put like a photo of a player and be like, he's back. Tell me who it is. <laughs> I don't want to click on it for God's sakes. Uh, let's see is here. Yeah, just, Higgins is playing, yes. yeah. Yeah, Chase Claypool, Tyler Croft are the only uh, dudes for the Dolphins that are out. So it doesn't look like there's uh, anything that's kind of caught anybody off guard. Zay Jones is not playing for the Jags, I know, for uh, fantasy folks. And just like Tank Dell as well. Might be some people who've uh, got to deal with that. We'll continue to uh, dig in on the inactives. And, of course, if there's uh, anything fantasy that you uh, really need to know, we will bring it to you next on WEEI Football Sunday. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We're back to WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. So an actives are out for the early games. The uh, Ravens and the Titans are now in a real game here over in London. 18-13 is uh, where that score is uh, sitting at right now. Christian Fourier will uh, join us at the top of the hour to kind of break some things down. Uh, Nothing seismic in the uh, world of fantasy other than to ask this, of the Patriots and the Raiders today, who are the guys worth a damn playing in fantasy today? Maybe Adams. Maybe Jacobs. I love that. Maybe Adams. <laughs> Maybe Myers. I mean, no, think about it. We got to the point now where in fantasy, it's like, well, maybe you play Devontae Adams. Well, it's weird because we talked about it you know, for the whole show so far, but that Raiders offense and you know Jimmy Garoppolo was – you know, a, a plug-and-play guy in San Fran who comes in and with the right pieces around him plays really well, but he just hasn't done that this year. And so, I mean, yeah, you're probably not going to sit Devontae Adams, but, you know, he could just as, he could go for 30 just as easily as he could go for, like, five. I, and that I'm, was never that volatile in Green Bay. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I think it was much more steady. Yeah. And uh, I wonder if Jacobs is a factor today on the Raiders' end. Because the Patriots have not been great stopping the run. The problem is the last two weeks, the score's gotten so tilted. Right. Like, they weren't completely hideous against New Orleans in stopping the run. Mm. But New Orleans would have loved to have played that t- game 10 nothing. They want to play the way Belichick envisions it of the let's keep all the games under 34 points. Right. And Jacobs hasn't been good on the ground this year either. Like you said, Arkan, last, you know, last segment, um, he, he led the league in rushing last season. And now he's just been a dud. And that's, that's another thing that's, you know, struggling with this Raiders uh, offense, but he has been a factor in the passing game. I think he leads the NFL in receiving yards and receptions as a running back. So um, if you're going to stop Jacobs, it's probably through the air, not the ground. He hasn't helped the case for the running backs, that big running back yeah, revolution right. this offseason. He's not been one of the guys. And really, if you think about it, other than McCaffrey, no one has. Uh, you know, King Henry here, he just had a touchdown, but he hasn't had a big year. Right. Uh, Barkley got hurt. You know, like all these guys. Well, and Jonathan Taylor took, yeah, Taylor, too, yeah, yeah. Taylor took a, oh, thanks for the guarantee, but it wasn't like yeah. this, you know, earth-shattering contract. Yeah, it was one year, right? It was just a readjustment for this year. I think, I think, or, I think they I could, did. I think it was three for 42, oh, but okay. it was two for 26 guaranteed, okay. which is, you know, okay, 26 million guaranteed. When you he break didn't it reset down, the market or anything. He did right. not. None of those guys did. Yeah. I. You know what? Again, just only because we stumbled on it, working theory, I ran this by Fourier, and he was like, I don't think I'd sign up for that. If you're a big-time running back, go be a mercenary. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, you're, if you're Saquon Barkley, and I'm trying to think of a team that might be – 
not like a running back away, but needs to add another piece offensively. Buffalo. Yeah, that, you know what? There you go. Like I could see Buffalo being like, you know what? We'll 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 give you eight million with the ability to earn some more. Come be a big bell cow back for us. I just wonder if the ways of the running back might have to be. I don't have to play in the same place all the time, but can I bounce around to a couple different teams, yeah. stay healthy, and make big bucks type deal? I don't know. I just don't know how those guys get paid. Uh, it looks like Ryan Tannehill has just thrown an interception. No surprise there. He stinks. He stinks. And he's rich. He is a rich man, that Ryan Tannehill. I mean, I, what they is it like? Cry all the way to the bank. $130 million over the last, I think it's like three and a half years or something like that for uh, for Ryan Tannehill. Uh, is a uh, is a little scary to say the least. We he used to, to be talk- Shime's guy. That was Shime's favorite guy ever. The Tanasons. The Tanasons. Oh, Were you here for that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shime was also in on uh, Zach Wilson being better than Mac Jones because Zach has athleticism. Was also in on Trey Lance and said that giving up three first round picks for a quote transcendent quarterback is a good idea it is i do believe that he wasn't one <laughs> yeah that's it well that was the whole problem so he's that- had all these bad quarterback takes around here but he's victory lapping mac jones man. absolutely oh i gotta get on shine now <laughs> oh you have no oh, idea god. oh all you have to do is ask a couple people around <laughs> all of the flame outs of shine that's oh funny. my god kyle pitts guy right oh yeah that's me kyle, too i can't Kyle yeah. pitts was gonna change tight ends forever <laughs> He did. He did. He, he found did. out that uh, you. Uh, he found out that you can, in the right offense, turn them into glorified wide receivers that can't block. Because that is, uh, to me, that is Kyle. What Pitts a new thought down. that was, too. Yeah, by right. the way, <laughs> yeah, seriously, to have like the, uh, yeah, to have like the flex tight end. Now, I, thought that's what, I thought that's what Jonu Smith was down there for, yeah. by the way. And instead, they're uh, resurrecting that guy. For some reason, Arthur Smith and Jonu Smith, I don't know. Maybe they're related. Maybe Jonu <laughs> Smith worked for FedEx at some point because Arthur Smith's old man runs yeah. FedEx. Like, yes, Is that they, true? Oh, yeah. Arthur Smith's old man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, no. Funny. Arthur Smith has a, uh, uh, you know, like you get the trapeze act and they got the net underneath. Yeah. That one's just full of cash. And he just lands right into it, and he didn't have to worry about uh, So nothing. he's just doing this for fun. Oh, yeah. He's Good got – yeah, the old man's deep connected in uh, FedEx. I figure at some point that uh, Arthur Smith would be the uh, head football coach at uh, the University of Memphis because basically <laughs> yeah. they might as well just say, yeah, this is an old stadium, but it's pretty much funded by yeah. FedEx. The whole basketball program is. We got a quote here from Teddy Bruschi on NFL Countdown about Bill Belichick in the end of this year. Would you Interesting. Like to hear it? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he just said this. It's being required. Dakota Randall just transcribed it. Says, "What do I? Per-? This is Bruschi talking. What do I personally feel how this should go, and how should this end with Bill Belichick? I want him to coach his ass off this season and get six or seven wins." <laughs> Ugh. First of all, coaches also have to get six or seven wins. Have them playing respectable by the end of the season and then walk away. That's what I want my former coach to do. Shula doesn't matter. You've got multiple Super Bowls over Shula. You're a better coach. When asked what should Belichick do, Bruski said, fish with me on Nantucket. Wow. So Bruski is leaning Bruschi's full into re- retirement mode for crying out loud. Yikes. He's wanting him to uh, go join him fishing. It is interesting, the uh, the Shula thing. Because there's been a lot of assuming that that is something that Bill Belichick like desperately wants. Are we buying into that? That that Bill say it ends here, that he'll go somewhere else just to get twenty more wins and then leave. Doesn't he hate Don Shula? Like, isn't there a thing between them, those two? Well, so, he like, hates a lot of people, Belichick, too. Uh, yeah, he called Belichick a cheater, right? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah. think that there's something there where he probably wants to do it. But again, how how great is a 
a record like that if you got to the if you got there with five or six extra seasons at seven and ten and eight and nine. Yeah, I, I guess also, you don't really think about that when you know the the legacy talk comes up. It's just going to be the total number. But. Well, it's funny because when Fourier and I talked about it during the week, if if we're going to be real about it, if Bill gets say Bill does get let go. There are multiple owners calling him the next day for interviews. Correct. Bill, th- somebody would fire their guy to bring in Bill Belichick. So it could be there for him to go get that record if he wants to. Is he willing to go to a different address to get that done potentially if it ends badly here? Well, and it's also is he ready to go somewhere and do the typical Bill Belichick teardown and renovation that he did, right. he did in Cleveland. He got rid of Bernie Kosar. He did it in you know New England with the, bringing in all his new guys. Well, and, you'd figure it'd be a bad team that would hire him. It would be, yeah, honestly, it could be the Chargers. The Chargers aren't a bad team. Well, you yeah. know what? I, I, I don't know if they that, had a bad coach. <laughs> no, but but if that guy wins nine or ten, would they? I'm thinking more of. I think they'd fire him even if they did win that. Washington, because Washington has the one thing that causes change: a new owner that's true they want that what you just described arcan josh harris wants somebody to come in and broom the whole place and that because i don't think they hired eric Bieniemy to give him the head coaching job right. uh i've learned a little more about eric Bieniemy over the years and i, kind I of went a, to school in boulder i yeah. knew some i heard some <laughs> well, stories about and, him and there, the way yeah. he presents i don't know if a multi-billionaire uh business executive would kind of sit there and be like, yeah, that's the guy who can who can like lead my multi billion dollar organization. I think there might be those questions there, but someone like that, I don't think there's any new owners coming in. And David Tepper already made his mistake. What about the Giants? You, you know, see that that I, always gets floated. I, well, and I saw there was a report yesterday about the Boomer, oh, Boomer was talking about Dayball it. better not pull the Belichick thing down here or whatever. Uh, uh, they gave that guy thir- Daniel Jones gets thirty five million guaranteed next year. What were they thinking? Well, they were in that sort of no man's land too yeah, because no, they made the playoffs. It, it they the couldn't. Yeah, it just hit at the wrong time with a guy who's really not that good. But they didn't have any other choice. And yep. a lot of these bad teams are all teams that are going to be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. So you'd think it's like, all right, you're getting Caleb Williams, you're getting Bill Belichick, and that sounds good on its face. But right. when's Bill ever really worked well with like a first overall right. pick? You know? Well, I think the other thing too is is uh, there's the real danger of the guys that you think are going to be there are not going to be there. Mm. You have to calculate for if somebody gives Caleb Williams $10 million to stay at USC, which is not out of the realm of possibilities, I've already heard there's an offer of eight out there. Ooh. So even at that, to stay on the West Coast and uh, you know get everything paid for and taken care of, and oh, by the way, you're in L.A. making $8 million bucks and you're not even a pro yet. Right. Crazy stuff. Partying we'll, with Will Ferrell out there. Well, we're talking yeah. with a guy who has partied with Will Ferrell and got a big check to go to Colorado. That would be Christian Fourier. Kicks off uh, the final hour of WEI Football Sunday next. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.